Hello, welcome to the BoardGameTables.com podcast, episode number three. This is the daily podcast where we are, I am talking through the Kickstarter for the board game on tour. Today, I'm going to tell you about the game itself and basically just give you a, an overview of how the game works and, and how you play on tour. And on tour, every player gets a map of the United States and a dry erase marker. Um, on this map, there are 41 states listed, or I should say 39 states and then two regions of New England and what we're calling Mid-Coastal, uh, which is like the Delaware area, where um, the states are, are too small gameplay-wise and um, connection-wise, uh, where we had to do a little reduction there. So you've got this map in front of you, and every state has an empty white circle on it, and every state has lines connecting it to all the other states that it's adjacent to. Every player has one of these maps, and what you're going to be doing during the game um, is you're going to be taking a, a band that you're in. You're going to be trying to schedule your summer tour, your 100-day tour across the United States. You'll have to forgive me. Um, as I explain this game, people, some of you are going to wish I talked more about the theme, more about this band that you're in. Um, that's just not how I talk about or describe or design games. I love games that I love games that have good theme, but when someone gives me tells me how the game is played, I want to know how the mechanics work. So that's kind of naturally what I revert to when I'm when I'm explaining a game. Anyway, you've got this map. Everyone's got the same map, and you're all going to be trying to do the best tour, get your band booked in as many different states as you can over the summer. So what'll happen is every turn somebody will roll two dice. These are 10-sided dice, D10s, and you're going to combine these two dice to make two two-digit numbers. So this means if you roll, for example, a, a 2 and a 7, you're going to say, hey, that's a 27, and you're going to say that's a 72. And then everybody at the table all at the same time is going to write down a 27 in one of their states and a 72 in one of their states. Um, everyone's going to write the same thing. But I mean, obviously, you're going to be writing the same numbers, but you get to choose what states you write them in. There is a little bit of a restriction as to where you can write them. Every turn, the other thing you're going to be doing is flipping up three cards. These cards are going to have a region on them. For example, the north or the south or the east or the west or the central. Every number you write has to match one of those cards. So for example, if you were so lucky to have such an easy example as this, a west card, a central card, and an east card all got flipped up, well, then you could write one of your numbers in the West, but not both of them in the West, because there's only one only one West card out there. So this gives you a little restriction on where you can write them. What you'll find when you play the game is early, it doesn't feel like much of, much of a restriction at all. You feel like you can uh, kind of, it's more, it's kind of steering you. Like, oh, I didn't get to put it quite where I wanted to, but this is close enough. And then later in the game, it's that part, the cards are going to twist you a little bit more. So when you write your numbers, you might feel like, Hey, I'm going to start my route up here in, um, in the northeast, up in New England, and kind of head along the Canadian border, then down the west coast, and then try to end up around Florida, maybe swing back up to North Carolina or something. You kind of have that idea in your mind. And so you say, I'm going to write my 27 maybe in Ohio. That seems about the right spacing. And my 72, you know, I'll swing around to the west, and then back, and maybe 72 hits about Texas. Um, Sounds great. If you got the cards out there, they'll let you write your numbers there. Do it. There's two little wrenches in the game that are going to stop you from just planning and doing the same trip every time. The first one is the setup. During the setup phase, you're going to 
be forced to write four numbers in four states at random that you don't control. And so maybe you do like to start your your route up in the Northeast. You know, that'd be kind of be your natural starting place, but you start the game with a four in Idaho. Well, now that's not going to work. You're not going to be able to follow your favorite strategy because there's a four in Idaho and there's kind of a, a middle number. Maybe well, maybe there's a 30 down in in Arizona. So you want to kind of wiggle, wiggle around in the West and pick up that 30 in Arizona. So it, it kind of, it kind of forces, well, not really forces you because you could choose to ignore these numbers. It's just going to be more difficult. You know, you're not going to get the points for those, but it, it really, um, it changes your start condition every time. So there's not one optimal strategy. The other thing you have is every card in addition to just listing a state, or sorry, in addition to just listing a region, North, West, etc. It lists a specific state on there. If you get, if you write your number in the specific state that's on the card, you get to circle it. And all that does is say, hey, when you visit this state, if you get to visit this state, it's worth double points. It's worth two points instead of one. Maybe I should back up. I don't know if I fully explained the objective at the beginning. Once your map is completely full of numbers, so you're writing two-digit numbers in, in a state every turn, until eventually your map's gonna be full. Then you're gonna go take your marker and you're gonna draw a line. You're gonna start in a state with a low number and you're gonna move to an adjacent state. There's a little path drawn on the map for you to follow so you know what states are adjacent to what. And you're just gonna keep going to a higher and higher number. So you start with maybe your four in Arizona and it goes, it's connected to a 16 in New Mexico. Right, but from that 16, you can't go back down. You can never return to a 13 after that. So you have to keep going higher and higher. And you want to get this long, big path to visit as many states as possible until eventually you're going to be, okay, I'm at number 97. There's nowhere else for me to go here. All those states that you visit score you points. They all score one point apiece unless you've been able to circle it. Then you've scored two. So you're going to have a decision as the game progresses. How much emphasis do you want to put on those circled states, right? Say a card got flipped up in the middle of the table and uh, and it said Nebraska. Well, based on the number that would roll, maybe a 50 was rolled. I'd really like to put a 50 in Kansas, but maybe I think I can think maybe I can make it work in Nebraska. It's going to be a little tougher. Is it worth the risk to put it in Nebraska and I get to circle it? It'll be worth double, but it's going to it's going to ham, hamstring me just a little bit. That's the decision you're gonna make. And that's another reason why you don't get to follow the same optimal path every time, because you're gonna find yourself putting little bins and jogs into your route to try to hit these circles when maybe originally you weren't planning on your circle. You'll start, normally the, the flow of the game works like this. You do your setup phase, you've got four random numbers in some states, and that kind of provides you a guide. Like, okay, I've got some low numbers here and some high numbers here. And then for the first, let's say three turns, a number's rolled, the cards are flipped and you go, hmm, I my map's pretty empty. I can put this kind of wherever I want. So I'll put it in appropriate space away from the initial setup. But for the most part, I'll probably use the states that it gave me. I'll get the circle bonus, set myself for, up for that. And then you do that for about three turns and then all of a sudden you start to realize, oh, I can't just put them anywhere I want. Like I got a 26 and I really need something between 20 and 35 right here. So there's no more time for messing around, no more circles. 26 is going in South Carolina. That's where it's got to be. And leaving yourself the flexibility to write those numbers in as many spaces as you want is key. And so I mentioned earlier this example of, oh, is it worth it to go up to Nebraska? It's going to be a little further away. 
um, a little riskier, but it's not just risk. It's also opportunity. Let me explain to you why. There's one, basically one other rule in this game, and that's if you roll doubles or if all three cards flip show the region, which is, is the same region, which is less common. But if you roll doubles, then you get to ignore the number altogether and you get to write a star. And a star is going to be a wild. So when you go to draw your route at the end of the game, you can go from a 36, what's my next number? Star. And then from star, you have to keep going up from there. So 39, right? A star is the is your savior when you're, you've got two numbers that are really close to each other. You've got a 54 and a 56 or 57. And there's a state between them that's empty. If you were just hoping on getting that roll to rolling the exact two-digit combination you needed to, to fill in the state between them, um, that would just be leaving it all up to luck and the, the odds are not very good at that. But the star, the way the odds work out, you'll get about two stars per game. So that thing I was saying about, do I want to leave a space or can I stretch it, my circle on up to Nebraska? You know, leaving Kansas empty, knowing that I'm going to have to find a number to fit in a pretty tight spot. Yeah, you can do that in one place on your map or maybe two places on your map, but you've got to pick your battles because the star is the answer to those problem spaces that pop up. It's not just relying on, will I get it or will I not? A star is, I mean, there's good odds that it's gonna come, but you can't put it everywhere. You know, if you got a problem in Kansas and you got a problem up in Washington and you got a problem in Florida, well, now you got a real problem because you're not gonna see that many stars. Okay, I may have lost some of you there. I'm realizing now how hard it is to explain a game that you already know very well when you don't have the feedback, you know, normally if you're sitting around a table looking at each other, people are giving you cues as to if they understand what the heck you're talking about or not. And I don't have any of that. I can't see you. Um, I hope that made a little bit of sense. Go to the Kickstarter page, watch the video, watch the Man vs. Meeple playthrough. It's a lot better explanation than what I just did. You get some, some visuals that way too. Go check it out. You can find us just Google onto our Kickstarter. I'm sure that's the easiest way. You can also go to boardgametables.com slash game slash on dash tour. But seriously, who's doing that? Use Google. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow. Yep, I just checked it out. Verified. You can Google it. Kickstarter on tour. First result.